Hey guys, Paul here from Melton Performance Coaching and the Complete Personal Trainer Podcast. So today we're going to be talking about walking the talk and more importantly, redefining what walking the talk really means. I saw a good post on Instagram today uh, by a coach who I respect. He's talking about how sometimes he feels a little bit fraudulent uh, training clients from a general population because he's achieved higher level or he trains for higher level goals. Pardon me. He's also achieved them too, but let's uh, not give him too much credit. Now, the thing with walking the talk is a lot of people put it in a very different framework from what clients expect. So we think of walking and talk as, you know, you've got six pack abs, you've competed in the bodybuilding or a powerlifting or a weightlifting show or competition. Uh, it's always about being elite. And that's, you know, not really a bad thing to go for if that's what your particular interests lie in. But what I think we need to do as personal trainers is redefine what walking the talk means for us and how that helps us actually with our client base, particularly the general population who the majority of us work with 98.5% of the time. So what we need to do with this uh, definition of walking and talk is actually figure out what metrics are we kind of looking at. So the first thing I think you need to do, if you're a PT, if you want to walk the talk, is first thing is to have a pretty okay aerobic capacity. That reason being for that, no one finds anyone impressive or fit if they can't walk up a pair of stairs, a set of stairs, sorry, without getting out of breath. Uh, a lot of PTs who specialize in powerlifting and bodybuilding, stuff like that, they have terribly underdeveloped cardiorespiratory systems, which are going to be uh, net negative on their career, their business, and also their life. Now, cardiovascular system first, a decent uh, level there. Body composition needs to be decent, not incredible. Okay? Uh, no one cares if you have an eight pack or anything like that because the goals needed to get there, the, sorry, the goals, the actions that you need to get there are unsustainable for the regular population. This does mean you can't get there, but at the very least, having been moder moderately good body shape is a pretty good win for most situations. And the reason for that is because of people's perception. It's as simple as that. People, unfortunately, we know that health at every size to an extent is a possibility. Of course, there's some sizes where it's not really going to be a possibility, and this can be a bit controversial. Um, but generally, people will Initial impressions matter. That's the people make impressions very, very quickly. So if we look like we're slightly fit, it's a good start. Um, next thing that we need to have is moving capacity. Now, this doesn't mean, you know, be able to do the splits, be able to do backflips and all that kind of stuff, but we need to be able to do all the stuff that we expect our clients to do in the gym. So this means we should be able to do an overhead barbell squat. We should be able to deadlift fully. We should be able to do kettlebell work. We should be able to do pretty much everything we expect of our clients because otherwise, how can we demonstrate it to them? So if you can do that, you're going to be ahead of the curve of a lot of PTs who can't actually do what they want their clients to do. You don't have to do the same programs, of course, but you need to be able to demonstrate each and every exercise in said program to do that. So from there, once you've got that, that's a pretty good way to redefine walking and talk. So if you went and saw a personal trainer in the gym, from a movement perspective, if they had a pretty good aerobic capacity, were in better than average shape, and they could do all the lifts, you would trust them. Now, the second thing that we need to do with walking and talk is then to look at nutrition and particularly the psychological side of that. So walking and talk, everyone thinks it's like, oh, eating your macros follows a good diet plan. No. What we should do with walking the talk is ensure that ourselves, we have a good relationship with food and we have a good relationship with self-compassion and we use the skills of self-compassion to help us in our own unique problems and setbacks that we get. So what I mean by a good relationship with food, we don't use food to, you know, for emotional solace. We recognize hunger and fullness signals. We can go out and enjoy a meal with friends and recognize it for what it is and not beat ourselves up about it. 
If we do screw up, if we're you know dining a little bit harder or whatever, we have the skill of self-compassion to realize that, hey, it's happened to everyone before. Uh, it's not too bad. We just get back on track. We're going to be good to go. So those five skills there, or those five components, are really what most PT should work at in being able to walk their talk. They're going to be far more valuable for teaching your clients in the session with the aerobic capacity, the being better than general body composition, and a really good movement capacity. And from there, we want to make sure we have a good relationship with food and the skills of self-compassion down pat because that will allow us to help our clients through their own unique challenges. Thanks heaps for listening, guys. Any feedback or any comments on this, please let me know. Very interested to talk about this more. I'll see you soon.